Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. Mr. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass to my immediate right. And you are where you are, and we're very grateful for that. So thank you so much for joining us. We're going to enjoy another open phones day today. We don't really have any guests scheduled this week. CBS keeps offering up different individuals that uh, will be able to call our show. So we'll try to take advantage of one of those tomorrow Thursday, probably related to the impeachment, but there's a pandemic going on underway as well, in case you haven't heard. Uh, We invite you to do what I'm doing right now, and that's update your browser if you have it keyed on WinterNet to make sure that you're getting the very latest. A lot of schools switching from two-hour delays to either closure or all virtual learning, and uh, we learned another term. We already had, uh, you know, virtual remote instruction distance online (laughs) uh, off-campus classes listed and virtual, today. virtual, don't forget virtual. Today, one of the districts is enjoying synchronous listening, uh, learning. Synchronous. Synchronous Syn- not learning. Not synchronous. Synchronous sounds like something that's religious. Yeah, you do it. Sanctimonious in the, listening or education. <laughs> this is, synchronous is when you're in the sanctuary at church. <laughs> okay. And it's uh, the music you hear. And synchronous learning, I heard you say it was like uh, swimming, people yes, in a circle. Yes, in a circle, yeah. yes. So they, we invite people to See, do I that. listen to you even when I'm not sitting across <laughs> And you don't have any kids in the district either. No, I have a grandkids in the district. But he's all virtual all the time. Yeah, he is. Uh, and <laughs> so. that that doesn't work out real well all the time either. So. All right. Well, we'll get him back. But I love class. how everybody has a different name for it. I do. I agree. Yeah, the synchronous mm-hmm. is a new one. Somebody else said something new today. I'll read the list. At 9.06, we'll read the list again so you know what's updated, so you know what every district is doing on our Winternet updates. But I notice you read that they must come in separately like our texts because I notice you, you don't group the two-hour delays together. You know, no. you say so and so's two hours, so and so's two hour. I would say two hour delays in blank, 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 and blank. Okay, and save then, time, and then do some form of virtual learning, blank, blank, blank. blank. Okay. Right, one form or another. We don't care what you call it because you're going to call it something different no matter what district you're in. Well, it is an Excel spreadsheet, and as you know how to do, you can make them sing. You can sort them. <laughs> oh, Joe loves to sort them. I sort them all the time. Joe's sorting again. <laughs> all right, I'll send you the list, and you can sort it. All right. I'm all happy right. to do that for you. Joe's going to be my consort when it comes to coming up with a new list. Oh, I don't like that. Cohort, not consort. That consort implies we're having some sort of a relationship. <laughs> oh, well, we are. I'm it's your adversarial. Cohort, right. <laughs> we do have a relationship. It's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. This is WKOK's live telephone talk show. We always start out with some fr- frivolity. Just whether to, whether you think it's frivolous or not. Right, just to irritate our most intelligence listeners. And that concludes that portion of the show. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our to- 
toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Don't have any texts uh, pending, but we do have two emails that have been sent in, so we'll do those. If you're not familiar with the Text Connect system, it is a method by which we would notify you about closed roads, tornadic weather, weather warnings, dead celebrity, oh, deceased notable individuals from our political or governmental communities, and... Uh, Today we have one, but I don't think you sent it out. Breaking local or national Mary, news? Mary Wilson of the Supremes passed away. Well, she died yesterday, so we did oh, not okay. send one overnight, but yeah, that's tough, boy. Yep. Um, Great talent. Yeah, unbelievable music from that era, so we appreciate her uh, talents, and she stayed active doing interviews and some singing, so that she was... was also a notable um, uh, speaker. I mean, she a uh, motivational speaker. Oh, okay. For girls or people of color? Well, or generally. Call? Okay, just anybody who wanted to get I was trying to remember. Up. I mean, there's Diana Ross and uh, Mary, and then uh, I forget the name of the third. <laughs> and I'm, we were trying to remember whether she was alive. I can't think of her name. Come on, Rob, help me out. Third, <laughs> third have Supreme. To look it up. <laughs> well, you guys struggle with this for All a little right. bit. It is Be Kind Month, and uh, the element to do today is to thank a store employee. So thank a store employee. If you, <laughs> you have to call them up to thank them. Most people are doing uh, curbside pickup these days or online. But you can go to Target. I saw there's a huge crowd of people going in there yesterday. Uh, so, so far today or this month, we have caught up with someone we miss. We've offered to help someone who may be struggling. We let a friend know they're appreciated. <laughs> We send an inspiring quote to a friend. You didn't like mine. <laughs> no, your quote is terrible. <laughs> <By> Harry Truman. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. No, that wasn't it. What was it? H- Harry Truman famously said at the be- at beginning of his life he had two choices. He could either be a politician or a piano player in a whorehouse. And he said, and to tell you the truth, there's not much difference between the two. <laughs> well, that's a little too long to send to people. Anyway, post a sticky notes of kindness at random spots. And I did give Ben Reichley a kindness note on Friday. You, really? you never sent me one. Well, he sent it through the shredder and gave me back the pieces. <laughs> he did, he's, he's not participating. Uh, you can write a nice comment with your takeout order. That was yesterday. And today thank a store employee so there you have that florence ballard ballard that's it thank you florence ballard thank you thank you rob is she still alive now that's the question he's looking it up okay (laughs) i'm checking okay (laughs) no she passed away in 1976 i thought she i thought she was the first to go okay well Hmm. the supremes were great i didn't realize there have been 10 members of the supremes over the years Really? With yeah, with uh, changes in personnel, you know. So the uh, I guess Florence Ballard and and Mary Wilson had falling outs with fallouts with uh, Diana Ross and uh, over the years, and then they added other people to the act, and over the years there were ten. So. Wow. There's a piece of trivia. Okay. So that's why Mary Wilson is listed in the obituaries today as a founding member, so one of the original three. Right. Interesting. And how long was Diana? How, how long were the Supremes around? And how long was Diana Ross? Well, Diana, Diana Ross is still around. Um, the Supremes were around for maybe eight, nine, ten years. Okay. Where they were making records. Okay. Ironically, the first song they released, which I thought was great and one of their best, never made it a big hit. It's called "A Breathtaking Guy." Hmm. 
One of my, it is one of my favorite songs. What you see when you look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, we're back to the frivolity again. <laughs> okay. And we have an email here. We actually had two ma- emails this yep. morning, right? Yep. This one is signed Taylor. It says, Mark, I am just listening to the show. That there are no pediatric psychiatric beds in Pennsylvania really speaks to how awful these times are. Actually, there are pediatric psychiatric beds. They just weren't available. That was the point of the call yesterday. Uh, I agree with Carl, who I have a lot of respect for, that we need to end the pandemic as soon as possible. However, we don't end the pandemic by pretending it's over. The only way out is through, God willing, we are in the home stretch with mass vaccinations on the horizon and case counts dropping. However, there are also more contagious variants here in the U.S. than would, that would stymie our progress. To end the pandemic, what we need now is to have disciplined mitigation efforts like masking and limiting in-person indoor activities with people outside of our bubble. If we're able to do this while our health care workers vaccinate, then we should lick this pandemic by the end of the year. Giving up and ignoring reality only serves to lengthen the pandemic. Yeah, don't take your mask off just yet. Yeah, sound advice. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I heard that, uh, appreciate that Dr. Fauci was saying that there are some possibilities on the horizon that would let us ease up on that. But I agree. I don't think now is the time to do that. Okay. So uh, let's see what what is contained in here that I wanted to talk about, not the pediatric bed. Yeah, the mass vaccination. So we're, we're doing that. And case counts are dropping, but that's because we're doing everything we can right now. You know, we are distancing. We're not gathering in big groups. We are... Um, what about that giant Super Bowl party you had? Well, minus Super Bowl parties. We're doing, <laughs> I had a giant Super Bowl party. Uh, I was in my recliner sleeping through mo- much of the game, but uh, still... Um, let's see. But, uh, yeah, we, we I, I agree with Taylor. We really want to keep the good progress going. Masking, some folks say if you're, if you're not confident that your mask is covering enough, but double masking is, is certainly ideal under certain circumstances. When I see my parents, I wear an N95 mask and then a cloth mask over it, so uh, or a surgical mask over it. So that's I've been doing the double masking for a while uh, under those circumstances. But, yeah, you don't want to do anything that denies that the pandemic is still underway. We've really been super duper lucky around here. Folks don't know how they lucky they are maybe around here because a lot of schools aren't meeting. I just talked to somebody from the Wyoming school district. They're not meeting. Philadelphia school district not meeting. And uh, so around here we have thousands and thousands of safe and good classroom days under our belt because, you know, they're taking mitigation well, we measures in the school. Responsible teachers around here, too, who are, yeah. whose union is not saying that kids shouldn't be back in school. I think our teachers in this area following the science, which is something Joe Biden is not doing. I mean, he says, follow the science. The science says kids are safe in school, and yet he wants to redo ventilation systems. He insists on having vaccinations for the teachers as a precondition of reopening schools, when even the CDC says that isn't necessary. Right, yeah, that makes no difference. And even once you do get vaccinated, you're still taking mitigation measures, so that's not really necessary. All right, 1-800-795-9565. By default of a good email, we started out talking about the pandemic, but it is an open phones day. 1-800-795-9565. Van, thanks for calling in. It says the Super Bowl halftime show is on your mind. A singer by the name of Weekend. Yeah, well, I, I didn't actually watch the Super Bowl, but I had a friend tell me that the halftime show was very satanic. And I don't know if you saw it or not. Or uh, I did see it. Yeah, symbolism. Yeah. 
I did, did see you, it. Did you notice anything? I did not, but I just listened to the music oh. and turned up the stereo. Oh, and you didn't notice the guy with a pitchfork in the background? I did not. <laughs> no, well, I, I well, didn't they, see it. They had, they had actually, they had a guy come down from above, and a, like a, like a, and the people said that it was like an angel falling from heaven. And then you had in a very dark, you know, bunch of like bleachers, these people sitting that had like red eyeballs. It was like complete darkness, but red eyes on these. And when I, I did watch it on YouTube, they had a clip of it. And right away, it's like, you think little demons, you got an angel falling from heaven, which definitely pictures Lucifer. You have people sitting there with red, red glowing eyes. That's very demonic. And then you have the stage went apart where these people were setting and out comes this out from this light comes this person dressed in white and to me it's like it's definitely showing what's coming and what's amazing is you know there's no reason behind doing such a thing unless these people are really worshipers of satan you had madonna a few years back that she had like the symbol of baphomet and stuff in her halftime display at the Super Bowl. So it's it's why would they have such a thing? Well, I I don't know that, you know, maybe you're overthinking this. Uh, <laughs> it's it's possible that this is just you know, try to be showmanship. It, it that really really doesn't have any symbolism like in particular. Spectacle. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, everybody it's... looks to to do something that will cause people. Take for example the guy running half naked through the uh, through the game with a to promote a bathing suit. What? You know, yeah. Can yeah. you see that? I mean, no. uh, you know, you could say, all right, well, there's something wrong with him. He might be, uh, he could be satanic. Well, but you know, it's well, maybe it's thing, just a nut. <laughs> the thing with the halftime show is all choreographed. I mean, it's it's at all. It all means something. They just don't do that for nothing. It isn't like they had like Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Like they had something that pictures something satanic. And I know, I know you guys don't believe the Bible. I know you guys don't like having like having people read or quote from the Bible on your on your program, even though you say you are for free speech. But the fact of the matter is, there is coming a time, according to the Bible, where the the bottomless pit, which is in the center of this earth, is going to have someone come forth out of that, and that person is the Antichrist. Well, and he is he is the one that is going. That, that's exactly what that pictured. If you can't see the symbolism there, you, you can just brush it off. That doesn't mean anything. But the fact of the matter is, it does. Melinda Gates wearing an upside down cross. Does that mean anything? It surely does. That's a satanic symbol. Someone wearing an inverted pentagram. That is a symbol. Does it mean anything to you? Well, maybe not to you, but it does mean something to, to these people that worship Satan. And there are people that do worship Satan. Well, let, let me just clarify one thing. We don't mind people telling us what their point is from a biblical reference, but we don't let people call in and read poetry. We don't let people call in and read lengthy articles, and we don't let people call in and just quote a scripture. But the point you want to make from you the scripture... Quote it, you just can't read it all. Right, it's fine. We're, we're okay with that. That's that's no issue. But, you know, in this case, uh, I, I don't know, I don't follow satanic items, so I wouldn't know what's satanic and what isn't. I don't draw pentagrams in the ground or anything else, you know, so if you're telling me you think it's satanic, I'll, I'll accept when, your when word. You, when you see something like that, what what goes into your mind when you see this 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 person being suspended down 
from well, it's above. It's a show. It's a show. It's, a show. it's spectacle. It's part of a flashy element. It doesn't have deep and symbolic meaning. It's just a performer yeah. being lowered from. I would say it's the presented sky. for its entertainment value. You know, and, and if there's some hidden message behind it, I would look to the person. I don't know who Weekend is. Uh, I I have no <laughs> I never, never even heard of him. Heard of him. Well, I, I never heard of the guy either. But, but I mean, I don't know what what's his personal religious beliefs. He might be a born again Christian for all I know. But I recognize no, I, most no, of the songs. Not, but the, the simple fact of the matter is, there's there's if you want to watch something interesting, there's a there's a documentary. It's called Riddles in Stone, and it's concerning Washington D.C. and the layout of the how Washington D.C. is laid out, the monuments and different things in D.C. And there are symbols that represent things. The Washington Monument is it's a phallic symbol, and I know Joseph calls it and brings that up, and some people mock that. But the simple fact of the matter, the Vatican, the way that's laid out, you have a womb uh, that's represented by the dome of the Vatican, and you have a phallic symbol opposite that. So and there's the a phallic symbol in the is laid out. It has what? Where? Where is a, this phallic symbol in the Vatican? There's, there's, well, well, look, just go on and look. There's, there's a phallic symbol there. You okay. can, you can see it. You know what the Washington Monument looks like? That's the same, same. So shape. any long, straight you know, object is obelisk. a phallic symbol. Any obelisk well, <laughs> qualifies. And, well, Mark, and Mark, Mark, and Joy, I know you guys are, are ignorant of, of things, but there's, you know, you can, you can laugh and mock, but unless you search things out, there's, the symbolism means something to people, like the Masonic Lodge, and I know you think that. The Masonic Lodge is great, and I would say that the Masonic Lodge, the lower-level people, have no idea what's at the top of it. Right. You have a guy that was a, a, a general in the van. Or, um, yeah, van. We got to stop you there because we got more calls coming, and you've had six minutes. And uh, but noted, yeah. If you wish to email us some clipping or uh, clippings, yeah, links you want Joe and I to follow up on, we will surely riddles, do so. Riddles. Riddles in Stone. You, gotcha. can, you can just go to YouTube, Riddles in Stone, and you can make up your mind. I mean, it's just there's there's symbols that mean stuff to people. It's like a cross for a Christian means means something. It, it has meaning. And then True. you have rock stars that wear a cross that it means nothing. That it, like a cross, what it means to me. All right, we got you. Fair but, enough. All well, right. I'll look Thank at you. it. I'll Noted. look at it. Yeah, well, okay. appreciate that. Thank you. Great opening call. one 800 we got our two calls that we'll need for the end of the show. We'll take a quickie break, and they're going to be on the radio shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back. We, Joe and I just had a whole separate argument off mic. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Just read this upper right-hand corner, then we'll get to All right, the video here. some people are talking about was from a concert in 2017. The word Satan is in the background, not Super Bowl. Still think the halftime show was dismal. Yeah, I think I got pretty bad ratings. I like the music. I didn't rec- yeah. realize how many of his songs I know, the weekend singer, so that was good. Jordy, you're on the phone. Thanks for calling in. Sure. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I heard the tail end of the other call, and I kind of thought maybe I walked into a pitch meeting for a Dan Brown movie. Um, So uh, that was entertaining. Well, in addition to being Um, ignorant of the uh, other stuff, we're ignorant of that. Oh, okay. Well, he wrote the the Da Vinci Code and... uh, um, Oh, all right. That That Dan Brown. Which they made into a movie with Tom Hanks. Right. Um, Anyway... um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I think it's important that Senators Toomey and Casey uh, go into the impeachment trial w- with an open mind, um, and, but that they um, uh, that they, they vote to impeach because no matter, you know, no matter what we look like or where we come from, we all want elected leaders who have a, a duty to represent um, our interests uh, as Americans. Any, any elected official who uh, repeats lies and tries to subvert our democracy um, is, is, is a threat to democracy. Um, and Republicans really need to come together with Democrats and, and um, uphold our most cherished um, values and, and, and freedoms. And um, so that's why, you know, that's why I think Toomey and Casey should, should vote for impeachment uh, you, at the end of the day. You obviously haven't heard the latest out of Washington, which is that some of the Democrats now have come to believe that this is an overreach and that they're looking back at doing censure instead of uh, trying to get the impeachment, and that some of them I don't, might actually vote not to I don't take my marching do orders from the Democratic Party. I'm taking my marching orders from what I think is right. Um, and this is how we move forward with leaders, whether the Republican or Democrat, who govern in our name, and they take care of what our families need from pandemic relief to vaccine distribution. But that's all on the basis of liberty and justice for all. But and, what, what if somebody um, looks what at Trump those? What did was a threat to that. What if somebody looks at those same facts and thinks you're wrong? Well, and they what do we do with them? They we, haven't heard all the evidence that will be presented. Do we muzzle them, or do we allow them to have their opinions? And they haven't heard the defense yet. Um, I'm. Well, I mean, sorry, what's the question? Well, I'm asking you if someone looks at the same set of facts you are and arrives at a different conclusion that it's not an impeachable offense, what should we do with them? Should we just discount them because Jordy has determined that they are wrong? Um, so I'm not, I'm not in the Senate. I think that the Senate should look at all of this and, um, you know, most of the, you know, m- most of the uh, evidence was there in front of all of us, uh, Trump and his allies spent years spinning lies going back into the 20th But that's not you know? the charges and the charges and what happened years ago it's what happened on a specific day at a specific time and there is some debate over whether or not that rises to the level of being Have incitement you read the to riot. Of impeachment? Uh, there's only one article of impeachment and it's sedition. Okay. So um, uh, uh, you know as I understand it Trump has two defenses. One is he can't be impeached which is uh, ridiculous on every front. Uh, we've he's already been impeached. He's already he's al- he's already been impeached. You're you're misstating so, that. He's been impeached. Okay. Well, impeach and convict. You know that we all use impeachment as shorthand for that. Okay. So his first defense is that he can't be because he's a former official. That's ridiculous because we have impeached former officials. And there's no you know the point of impeachment is that 
and conviction is that um, it's to protect our system from threats to our system. That is what the founders is meant for it. And he's clearly unfit to ever hold office again, and he said he wants to hold office. So it's both politically and constitutionally accurate. In terms of the, the specific article of impeachment and what happened that day, his other defense is that he didn't do anything wrong. Um, and, you know, when, you know, I think that the pattern of evidence is clear that when he calls uh, for an election, he calls for people to attack the Capitol and attack our government and overthrow our democracy because the election was stolen. It's relevant to talk about the pattern of lies that he engaged in for, for more than four years. But he did not call on anybody. Elections, let me finish, Joe. Please, right, he didn't call on anybody to attack, but you're misstating the facts. He didn't tell anybody to attack anything. He didn't. Uh, so in this kind of a trial, it's not the burden of proof is not a specific statement. It's what was the overall intent and pattern of what he was doing. That's what they're going to argue. And he clearly said, we're going to march down to the Capitol and we're going to take care. I don't remember his exact words. I actually copied it into a text document recently. But, you know, any reasonable person can look at this. And, and you know, the point is we need leaders. This is why I'm calling for Toomey and Casey to vote for conviction, since you're an important constitutional, <laughs> uh, you want to you cross the T's and dot the I's, to vote for conviction in this impeachment trial, because uh, all of us can see that what he wanted was for um, uh, Congress to overturn the will of the people. And the will of the people was clear. We are united now in that we want uh, a government and we want leaders we're going to take care of um, the real the real problems of America and not attack democracy. Well, you should be happy. You have one senator who's Democrat and is probably leaning towards conviction, certainly voted for the trial to proceed, and will probably vote today to allow the trial to proceed. And you have Senator Toomey, who promises to be objective, and that's been his bane of existence since he's been there, as he has a mind of his own and listens to the evidence and weighs things accurately. So we're in the, a pretty good position in Pennsylvania if, if conviction is what you feel as a non-juror should happen there. Jordy, we got to get another call going, but thank you so much for yep. great observations. Nice calling. One of our good listeners says you're spreading lies, though, Jordy, just so you know. So you're going to have to change that. Joseph, you're going to have to wait till after the break. You can call back or uh, you can um, hold. Yeah, hold, I guess is the other option. So, And we'll put you on right before we do Winternet and uh, news headlines. So if you, if you want to hold on. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We thank you so much for joining us. We will do uh, winter net and local headlines and open phones. This is WK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Mr. Rob Center is our fabulous producer, so we appreciate his help and hard work. It is February 9th, 2021. We'll have Winternet in a moment. We have news headlines in a moment. We're going to enjoy open phones this morning on the Mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now open. Call us one. 
1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236. Joseph, thank you so much for holding through the break. I've broken so many promises to you to get you on the radio in a timely fashion. I'm glad you held, and now you're on the air. Yes, I hope you can hear me good. I'm on my cell phone. Uh, I was just wanted to comment on the things that were spoken of by Van there about the symbols and stuff, about the obelisk. Uh, symbols in the occult world are very uh, prevalent. In fact, symbols and advertising, everything is symbol, is symbols. But uh, you asked a question about where's the one in the Vatican. What's well, right in front of the Vatican, an actual obelisk, a phallic symbol, uh, taken from Helopolis, the city of the sun in ancient Egypt, and it was placed there by Pope Sixtus V. <clears throat> and in the Bible, Yahweh says to tear them down. They were shameful symbols, simply for the reason they, had, they held orgies around these things in the spring of the year, around the time of what they call Easter, named after the goddess Ashtarte, uh, which was a, a pagan fertility goddess of Babylon. And uh, by the way, do you know why the Muslims call the United States the great Satan? I'll bite. Why? Uh, well, it's a fact. Uh, I can show you right in the book on world religions that they do this. There's an obelisk sitting in Mecca and Medina, and the Muslims stung it, actually stung it, and they say they're rejecting Satan as Ishmael. Uh, Satan tried to get Ishmael to reject uh, Abraham. They reject Satan's symbol, the obelisk. That's why the Muslims call us the great Satan, because we have the greatest obelisk in the world, as the father of this country, George Washington, a, a master mason, and uh, sitting in, in the capital, in the heart of this country. When the Bible says, Yahweh says, tear them down, they are shameful everything. By the way, have you stoned the wash? Have you stoned the Washington Monument recently? I would love to blow it up. <laughs> like, like Madonna said, it's supposed to be uh, torn down. Well, don't it's be surprised. Don't be surprised if you get a visit from the FBI after <laughs> saying that. Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'll tell them that. I'll tell, I'll tell the world that. Well, I am now. Right. Here's the point. Uh, the steeple on every Christian church is an obelisk. Why do I say that? Because it is. Now, fact of the matter. But if you look in the scriptures, and I'm not going to read it, but in Revelations it says... Uh, Mr. Babylon the Great, the mother of Horus and abomination, is written on the forehead on her forehead. And so the Catholic Church is the mother of Horus. If you don't understand symbols, you'll never understand Bible prophecy in the Scriptures. It talks about beasts with seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns. If you don't know what it's talking about, how are you going to uh, figure out what it is? It's prophetic. But it has to do with nations and kingdoms and churches and religions at the end of time and, and down through time. So what about all but the, the good, Catholic, what about all the good works that, what about all the good works the Catholic Church and the Protestant churches do? I mean, this, oh this, is, over, this uh, is nothing. That, hey, I don't, I don't discredit that. My wife used to be a Buddhist. She's from Vietnam and uh, she served Buddha. And she told me that her aunt had a temple there and they would eat the moldy and old rice and they'd give the good rice to poor people. I mean, they did good works. And uh, a lot of religions do good works, but works will t send you right to hell 
It's faith in Yahshua Messiah and his death, burial, and resurrection that will get you into heaven. That's the only reason you'll get into heaven. Well, then, who is, Je- uh, who is Jesus in your world? Yahshua. Come he on. Di- well, no, but me. we're talking about different. You're, you make it sound like they're different people. If I call Jesus Earl, he's still the son of God, isn't he? Uh, well, Jesus is not his name. Well, it's, I, that, it's but, 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 but what's Wait, but are we talking about the same person? Are we talking Gabriel, about the same divine person? Are we talking about the same divine person? Well, yes, I understand all that, but I want to get to the bottom line. I yeah, want we got to move on. When Gabriel, when Gabriel came from heaven, the archangel, he had a commission. To, he had two names: one for uh, Zachariah and his wife, and that was they called John the Baptist, but. That wasn't John. It was Yahanan, meaning Yahweh is gracious. Names are very important. They have meanings. Every right. name has a meaning. And we got you, Joseph. We got to stop you there, Joseph. Miriam, by the way, got to move on. And he's, well, he said you're going to have a child. And you're going to call his name Yahshua. He was, he was named before he was born. Translators never had the authority to change that name, although they did. Yeah. All right. We got you, Joseph. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. But we're talking about the same. Same divine person. Right. Lots of important uh, um, viewpoints from our good listeners. If I call you Morris, are you any different? Mm, Morris Day. <laughs> you could call me Morris Day. Okay. Would I have his money? I know Doris Day. but <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. We can talk about obelisks or Yahshua or different meetings or satanic Cults or uh, worshiping Satan during the Super Bowl halftime show. That's our topic at the moment. We can talk about the impeachment as well. I think maybe we should get back to temporal things. Okay. (laughs) On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. And we'll ask Dennis to hang on through the news headlines and the Winternet. Brief news headlines. Police have identified the woman whose body was found along uh, Interstate 80 Sunday. They say she is 47-year-old Rebecca Landreth of Virginia. They say she has ties to South Dakota and Utah and was left along the ramp of I-80 East. The case is a homicide. Her family's been notified of all of this. Knowing your blood pressure critically important to saving your own life, uh, says uh, Dr. Saqib Siddiqui, the head of Evangelical Community Hospital's Heart and Vascular Center on WDKOK Sunrise as we rock red for healthy hearts with Evangelical Community Hospital during the month of February. Getting sleep, getting eight or eight to ten hours of sleep a night, that's not easy to do, uh, especially if you have kids or you have an early morning. Of course, it's never going to be easy to do, but trying to manage, you know, getting to sleep at a certain time and then uh, waking up at a certain time, sort of have a routine-driven uh, sleep mechanism, that can be really helpful. And decreasing your blood pressure. He advises people to reduce stress and their salt intake as well in order to eat a more heart-healthful lifestyle. Big progress continues to be made with the Valley's COVID-19 vaccination distribution. There have been 1,200 more people in the Valley who have received their first dose of the vaccine. In Northumberland County, about 8,500 people have had, had at least their first dose. Snyder County has got 2,800 people. Union County, 3,500 people. And Montour County, 2,600 people have received their first dose of the vaccine. John Fetterman, a man who AP describes as Pennsylvania's larger-than-life lieutenant governor, is now officially running for U.S. Senate. He hopes to replace Pat Toomey. John Fetterman, a 51-year-old Democrat. A Montessori school in Utah kicked up controversy.
controversy over Black History Month. The school in North Ogden was going to let parents opt out of learning black history if the kids so chose. Maria Montessori is a public charter school. Once word spread, there was outrage, including from Black Lives Matter activists who say black history is American history. The school has reversed its decision. There'll be no opting out. The president of the Salt Lake City NAACP says if parents feel strongly, they should homeschool their kids instead, instead of taking them to the Montessori school. Our winter net is brought to you by Oberdorf Carpet One, OberdorfCarpetOne.com. Bloomsburg School District and Bloomsburg Christian switched to a closure. Columbia Montour Vocational Technical School always was closed uh, for today. Danville School District, virtual classes only. Halifax, remote learning today. Jersey Shore, flexible instruction today. Keystone Central's closed. Lewisburg, two-hour delay so they can enjoy virtual or remote learning at home. Lion Mountain School District's on a three-hour delay. No change there. Midwest School District closed. Mifflinburg is on a two-hour delayed start of remote virtual online instruction today. Millersburg is fully remote instruction and learning day today. Millville's a virtual snow day. Milton School District is closed. 100% virtual instruction, they say. And North Hamilton Christian School is closed. Penn College closed. Penview Christian Academy closed. Sealands Grove School District updated there on a distance learning day today. Shemokin School District on a three-hour delay. Shikalami School District updated to virtual classes only, operating on a two-hour delay. Southern Columbia is a virtual learning day with synchronous learning at Southern Columbia. Summit early Head Start and Head Start and pre-K classes in Mifflin, Snyder, and Union Counties were on a two-hour delay. Now they say the Summit Head Start and pre-K classes in Sealands Grove School District are virtual and early Head Start and pre-K classes in Union County and the Midwest School District will be virtual today. The update from Sunbury Technical School is remote classes only starting at 10 a.m. And Sunbury Christian Academy, a two-hour delay. Tri-Valley, full virtual learning today. Upper Dolphins, fully remote instruction today. Warrior Run is virtual classes only, and that's an update for them. Dennis, you've been very patient. Go right ahead. We are talking about the impeachment and the pandemic, the biggest issues of the day. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to get in on the discussion about the obelisk. Oh, my gosh. Square. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. Last caller was partly right, that it was moved there by Pope Sixtus in 1586. But the point of him moving it there, it came from Caligula's, I can never pronounce that right, circus. And, yes, it was a pagan symbol, but they brought it there. The Pope thought, this is something that triumph over paganism. Christianity won out is why he moved it there. He had a lot of it recarved with Christian symbols, his coat of arms, and a bronze cross put on top. But one of the little interesting facts about that is, in that cross on top, they also have a piece, a small chip of the wood from the true cross that was recovered by St. Helena, and it's actually a relic up there. And, you know, you have to look this up. It's, it's online for anybody to find, but the whole point was is to show triumph over paganism because Christianity, of course, for how many centuries was, you know, persecuted. So, interesting enough that under Catholic custom, you know, we genuflect when we go into churches, right? I'm one knee. But when there is a relic of the True Cross anywhere that's out, especially in public, Catholics are supposed to go down on both knees and bow their head to that piece of True Cross up there. So, you know, 
he took a pagan symbol and made it Christian for the whole world to see. And to me, it was forethought. You know what I mean? So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you have any comments on that, but that is it's easily to look this stuff up online. But I've known that for years. You know. And, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. All well, right. Well, somehow thank you so I much. don't. I don't think some people are going to buy it. To be honest with you, and you know they're going to no. believe what they choose to believe. Tell just like everything else. Just like everything else. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so thank much, you, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, very much. Uh, appreciate the call. All right. That concludes our obelisk and religious education day. Joe, upper right hand <laughs> corner. All right, upper right-hand corner. Good morning, guys. Just listening to your conversation, and I had two questions come to mind. First question is, how long did other pandemics last, like the swine flu or the Spanish flu? The other question is, who's the person that's going to tell us when we can take off our masks safely? Will it be this president, or will it be the next president, a doctor or the World Health Organization or the Center for Disease Control? Thank you. I don't know who will be the one to tell us to take our masks off. Probably Dr. Fauci. Probably. My lovely bride will let us know. Uh, Spanish flu is in calendars for about two years. You know, major outbreak uh, starting in, much like our pandemic, starting in the spring, ultra-virulent through the winter, and then uh, slowly we developed immunities and and learned to wear cloth masks and apparently put it behind us after about two years. photograph of a guy attempting to get on a streetcar without a mask during the 1917-18 pandemic, and the uh, conductor is holding up his hand like, no, you can't come on here. No, your masks require. Everybody yeah, else even was then a mask. they knew it would help. Yeah. And back then there were recalcitrant people who decided the mask was beneath them and wouldn't do it. Just like but today. you know, they didn't close schools back then. Well, schools like were open, the, right? Just as they are open in Pennsylvania today. Pennsylvania, fortunately, came up with some guidelines that uh, schools decided to essentially ignore and open with their and own guidelines. Not plus, open. anymore, right? And Wyoming's closed, and there's some other incidental school districts that are closed. I think it's like a dozen. In I guess it depends on the school uh, teachers' unions whether or not they open. That's but, a factor, but the districts also are choosing. It's the school board at Wyoming Valley that's keeping their schools closed. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to tell you about a very fabulous sponsor that we have, and then we are going to read another email. We got some texts, and uh, we would invite you to call us. The impeachment trial starts today. I believe this afternoon will be the first votes that will be scheduled associated with that. So if you have any thoughts about the impeachment or... Uh, more thoughts about the uh, the uh, pandemic, you give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, I want to tell you the same thing I've been emphasizing all along, that the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln. So if you need one of those great cars, maybe you're looking in Consumer Reports and you see that the Ford F-150 or the Hyundai Sonata or the Kia Telluride or that Lincoln Navigator are superlative vehicles in their class, well, then go to the Sunbury Motor Company. But the Sunbury Motor Company is a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. Doesn't matter what kind of vehicle you have, they can fix it at the Sunbury Motor Company. You can use the quick lane or you can go to the great big truck lane as well and get everything taken care of as your vehicles for all types of cars and all sizes of trucks, motorcycles. They had a little smart car in there the other day. So they are definitely able to fix anything. Somebody brought in a Mini Cooper and uh, I believe they have like a BMW motor in them or something. But anyway, they fix it up real nicely. And they also, if your car's not running, they've got rollbacks and tow trucks. they got one that's more of a crane, really, than a tow truck, and that can haul a tractor-trailer from down over an embankment. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen too often, 
but uh, that's been uh, busier these days, too. So sunburymotors.com, the place to start out. You can go visit in person. They're observing distancing and sanitation and all kinds of things to make sure, but you can do online uh, learning there, too, or online (laughs) purchasing from the Sunbury Motor Company, and that starts out at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I got to call 1-800-GAMBLER. I have a problem. (laughs) You do have a problem. You never, ever gamble. No, that's my problem, right? You don't even buy a lottery ticket. I have a gambling problem. I don't even buy a lottery ticket. When you were worked in the building here, you used to buy lottery tickets. What happened? Uh, when, when it got to be $400 million, I joined everybody else here because I didn't want to be the only person that had to come to work <laughs> the next, next Tuesday when everybody hit. So I always joined the pools here. Uh, never won a thing, though. No. Uh, let's see. Tickets. We have uh, some e- uh, text here. It says, did Jordy really say he hopes our senators go into the hearing with an open mind and vote to impeach? That's not going in with an open mind, Jordy. And, oh, Jordy. Well, wait, 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 wait. You can do both. You can go in with an open mind. And then Jordy hopes they vote to impeach. Jordy doesn't have to keep an open mind. He just hopes the senators go in with an open mind, period. And that in the Why end, they this go in with an open mind and vote to acquit. Well, that's not going to be Jordy's wish. <laughs> no, okay. It says, oh, Jordy, voting yes in this farce impeachment trial is a violation of their oath to the Constitution. But that's not unusual for Democrats. And yes, Jordy, your hate Trump thoughts are well known. Open your mind to the facts. Impeachment is for the removal. Only nothing more, nothing less. Get over it. Okay. And the vote today is whether or not the impeachment's legal. So today we're going to make a little bit of history. So when you get your text connect message today announcing the outcome of the Senate vote, that's why. And you know, and they each get 16 hours, as I understand it. The Republicans, the yes. Democrats get 16 hours, Republicans get 16 hours. You know, this is Two a waste each. of the people's time and the people's money. But they're good at that in Washington. And they're not going to do, uh, they're going to take a break Friday for the Sabbath and resume on Sunday. Oh, so right. <laughs> Jewish people get to observe the Sabbath, but Christians don't get to worship on Sunday. That's wrong. Okay. Plus, it's Valentine's Day. Well, they're in Washington. They can go to the, the obelisk of George Washington. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> Throw a stone at it. Lance, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Very much appreciated. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, uh, one quick thing here, too, uh, is um, about three-quarters of the liberals I've run into in my life don't believe in God at all. So I thought it was really funny when uh, Biden was pandering to the <laughs> great unwashed. You know, it sounded like an old revival meeting to me, but 
that's neat to me. But what I really called about was about uh, dangers of shipping um, oil on the rails. Can you speak uh, up just a little okay. bit? You're just okay. below our Good. little threshold there. Okay. Dangers of shipping oil on rail cars, with rail cars. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Back in uh, July 6th of 2013, a 73-car freight train carrying the back in uh, crude oil derailed up in um, Quebec. Here is what happened. You see, I can't read the whole thing here, so I'm just going to pick out the... No, we, we can't read any of it. You can summarize it. Yeah, what happened? Obviously, oh, okay. All right. Well, well, all right. With far-reaching... We, we don't let people seven, just read the stuff on this The 73-car freight train uh, rolled down a, a grade. 42 people were confirmed dead. Five more missing, Okay. 30 buildings in the town center, half the town, were destroyed. And uh, that is really explosive stuff when it's shaking around like that, especially, you know, with that sands in it. It really is terrible. So we're risking horrible catastrophes when you think that shipping oil over uh, rail is not safe at all compared to a pipeline. So are you so, saying that we should keep using as much oil as ever, or how about if we reduce our consumption of oil altogether, fight climate change, and uh, reduce rail traffic in the process? Well, we're talking about the Green New Deal, throwing millions of people out of work. Keep going. You've got everybody unemployed. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm saying is that oil, it's a given that it's going to be shipped somewhere, okay, regardless of how you feel about it. You know, someone you, somewhere is going to ship that. I had yeah. you, you. You just bring bring up the article that I had this morning that I thought was very interesting. I don't know whether you saw this yesterday, but White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki uh, sparred with Fox News's White House correspondent Peter Ducey on Monday after he pressed her to address expected job losses stemming from the executive order to cancel the Keystone Pipeline. And what he said is, when is it that the Biden administration is going to let the thousands of fossil fuel industry workers, whether it's pipeline workers or construction workers, who are either out of work or will soon be out of work because of Biden's executive order, when is it and where is it that they can go for their green jobs? She had no answer. I know. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it seems to me you don't cut out what you've got until you have something to replace it. It would seem to me that the orderly transfer of jobs from fossil fuels to green would take place as those jobs actually became available. And how are we going to compete with the Chinese if all these people are going to do is make uh, solar panels because the Chinese are already making them much more cheaply than we can? Great. Exactly, sir. Exactly. Precisely. I couldn't say it any better. But that is the way liberals work. Remember the difference between a liberal and a conservative? About... Uh, you have a drowning man, you know, he's uh, 100 feet from shore. You throw him one life preserver and 50 feet of rope, and you uh, tell him to swim the other 50 feet to build his character. <laughs> and we have the liberal who takes that same drowning man or 100 feet from shore, two life preservers, 200 feet of rope, and then throws the ends in and goes to do another good deed. <laughs> Well, so. I, that's not the one I heard, but... <laughs> well, I know the other one. I don't know if we could put on air. Probably not. <laughs> but really, that's uh, really the way it is. 
Is that, is that really true that you can summarize all liberals and all conservatives in those few sentences? He didn't oh, summarize no, conservatives. Not. <laughs> not really, but I mean, it's uh, hmm. you take the stereotype of both sides. So what should we do? Uh, are you... Uh, do you think that we should address climate? Obviously, we don't want anybody to lose a job, so, okay, we'll, we'll stipulate that, and we don't want to uh, spill any oil in Canada, so we'll stipulate that. What should we do? Well, I'm not really sure, seeing hmm. because back when I was a kid and a really blowed away, uh, well, skull full of mush liberal, quite frankly, I thought that we were all going to freeze to death simply because there was all the carbon in the air to do that and we could prove it right and uh, right so well now, you know here's now we're going to turn on a spit here's what's interesting in this discussion with Jen Saki yesterday uh, reporter Ducey cited a recent claim by the laborers international union of north america that biden's decision to cancel the pipeline would cause 1000 union jobs to immediately vanish and eliminate 10000 more construction jobs that's a lot of people to throw out of work with an executive order for jobs that, that you're telling them they're going to get that don't exist today. Well, and at least uh, in terms of our conversation on this show, we've kind of stipulated that it would be better to have green jobs in place. At least then, somebody who's displaced in Nevada along the pipeline can move to the location where the green job is. But what if, if the green if job a isn't thing. a good union-paying job? You know, what? Why are all these jobs assumed to be green? Uh, green jobs assumed to be good-paying union jobs. Are they, are all of these good-paying union jobs? This ten thousand, they're all good-paying. Yeah, they are union jobs. Right? Well, some of those individuals are getting transferred elsewhere. That much we know for sure. But uh, yeah, I I agree with the observation. I didn't make it on this show, but I certainly agree with it that uh, there isn't anything wrong with starting up green jobs before you eliminate uh, high-impact uh, fossil fuel jobs. I understand the president has some real uh, strong climate goals, and I, th I think that's noteworthy. I think we should do that. But uh, at the same time, you have to have a human component to this. Well, look at the, C the Congressional Budget Office's report on the minimum wage increase. Yes, it would raise hundreds of thousands of people out of poverty and leave millions it's without work. Right. So, but you, you can't know. tell people on the left who believe that the, that's the be-all and end-all to save our country is to increase the minimum wage. Well, they don't to seem to care about the people. Hour, you know, is, is there not some place in between? Do you happen to know that, Lance? You, you follow this a little bit. Is there an in-between where the minimum wage goes up you know, some smaller increment, and it helps individuals, uh, you know, that would be living on that, but doesn't cause as much hardship. Well, not to do it as fast as what they're doing. Uh, Bernie Sanders, believe it or not, is rather reasonable. He figures over five years you could do it. Because I was witness to the um, disaster that minimum wage was in, I think, about 67 or thereabouts. It had gone from, now get this, from 85 cents at the beginning of the decade up to $1.65. I mean, over, over that period of time, about seven or eight years. And I had worked uh, for $1.10 an hour washing cars. Hmm. Okay? So now, here I am at 67, I'm out of school, and now I am repairing the cars for some of the people who were the managers there. <laughs> And anyway, I didn't see 
those uh, teenagers in there, you know, with the backwards ball caps and the bad attitudes, right? I didn't. There were older people there. was one fellow who was a school teacher, you know, moonlight on the weekends and that kind of thing. So all those kids, those entry-level jobs were gone. I mean, that's really what happened. And that's what's going to happen here. Going to be retired folks thinking, well, I'm going to kick in here and get a little extra buck. Well, and and is, the, uh, is the minimum wage increase uh, in unnegotiable? I mean, is that like the president won't take anything if he won't take that? Is he willing to negotiate either a lower minimum wage or just exclude this? I mean, we don't need the, the hike in the minimum wage to get out of the pandemic, which is what the pandemic relief bill was all about. Hey, Lance, we got to take a quickie break, but uh, thank you so much for calling in. Great great points at all. Very much appreciated. All right, upper right-hand corner, and then we'll hit the numbers. Says, Richard Nixon resigned. All talk of impeachment ground to a halt. There is the precedent. Well, it's too late for President Trump to do that. 1-800-795... people resigned him. (laughs) 1-800-795-9565. And Joe's been ruined ever since then. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Upper right-hand corner, please. Okay. That. This is uh, from Dick Purcell. Dick says, Joe, several days ago I called in and relayed a message from a Google search, 150 officers injured in the attack on the Capitol. Your reply from another source was 50 injured. My point, it is a sad day in this country when officers from any agency get up in the morning and go to their work site and end up having to do battle with their fellow citizens. The number injured or killed could be one or 1,000. Any number is one too many. There is no reason under any circumstance for these types of confrontations. I served halfway around the world in three different countries in Southeast Asia during Vietnam. As in every war before and after, the enemy was not us. The most heartbreaking time in our history, brother fighting brother on one or on our own soil, the Civil War. God help us if we revisit that time for any reason. I hope we are better than that as a country. Dick, I agree with you completely. Yeah, no, well, you know, so. and I'm sorry, very sorry that our residents have to fight uh, in Portland. Or our cops have to fight with people in Portland, and they get uh, water thrown on them in New York City as a mark of disrespect. You know, it's it's sad all the way around. So, agree with you. Well, and we should go after uh, President Trump and the Oath Keepers and uh, the uh, QAnon and all the rest of them that were in the Capitol. How about Antifa? Let's go after them for what they're doing. They threw firecrackers at police. They burned buildings and hurt cops in those cities. Let's go after them, too. And they didn't prosecute them? Not. Have you heard of any big trials in Portland? Uh, actually, I haven't <laughs> followed the the follow you know the outcome from that. But if you know that they haven't been prosecuted, that's that's uh, certainly sounds like an oversight. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I like to think that history informs the president. And certainly, should help us make decisions about the future. Can you agree with me? I do. Oh, great. So. Back in 2007, Congress outlawed the incandescent light bulb. By 2014, there could be no more incandescent light bulbs manufactured in the United States of America. So what happened to the, and it was true, there were thousands, thousands of Americans who were employed manufacturing incandescent light bulbs. Now, during the argument for passing this bill, the Congress asserted that people would make those twisty bell, ball, those twisty light bulbs, you know, the CFLs, and or LED light bulbs, which is true because you have to have some kind of a light bulb. But what happened to those jobs? Do you know? Which, the incandescent light bulb jobs? 
Yeah. I think the people they who switch. had the $30 an hour making incandescent light bulbs in Maine, in Ohio, in uh, Virginia, what happened to those Well, people? logic would tell you they just the company just switched over to manufacturing the bulbs they were permitted to make. You would like to think that, and that, of course, is the blather that Congress put out. But the truth is that those companies shuttered those plants, throwing all those people on the unemployment line and took the manufacturing overseas. Hmm. So there was now, an energy that, initiative so, that failed miserably. Does that miserably. inform us about what happens when Congress proposes? So the, here's the problem. While Congress can outlaw things like this, Congress can do these things, they don't make jobs. I don't. It always mystifies me when people, you know, the governor will say he created X number. He didn't create bupkis. The only jobs he could possibly create are in government. Who decides whether or not there's a manufacturing plant in this country? Americans who take the risk to build the plant, to employ the people, et cetera, et cetera. Not the government. Now, they can lure them into trying to get them to do it, and a good example would be Governor Rendell, who uh, gave taxpayer money, hundreds of millions of dollars, to a Spanish wind turbine company called Gamesia. And, what, and they came, and they built a plant to make wind turbines in uh, Pennsylvania, in fact. And what happened when those grants dried up? Do you know, Joe? They went out of business. They, they left. Yeah. They left. So only when the Pennsylvania taxpayers paid taxes that were given for free to this company were they willing to function <laughs> in our Commonwealth. And otherwise, they left. So shouldn't this inform us? While the government likes to think that they can create jobs and likes to pretend that they do, the truth is there. the history shows that what they're really pretty good at is destroying jobs. And as you now, the market does that as well. I'm more than willing to acknowledge that. But how many people did the government force to buy a computer? Do you know? I'm not aware of a soul. And yet, most most people in this country have a computer. How many people did the government force to buy cell phones? Not a one. And yet, we know that most of the people in this country have cell phones, and those who could not afford it. Those of us who have phones pay a high tax to give them theirs for free. Once again, the government interfering. But my point is that the government doesn't make these jobs. The only jobs they create are government jobs. They try to manipulate the marketplace, but they have no control. So in, and it's especially true and glaringly obvious when you talk about green energy jobs. Unless the government sets up a factory and starts paying people, which, of course, we all know is socialism. Unless they do that, they're not creating anything. Well, remember, but they have done an admirable job of destroying jobs by passing laws like you can't have incandescent light bulbs anymore. And remember what they did with those twisty bulbs. They were more dangerous than the incandescent bulbs. The if you broke bulbs. them, you had to... Full <laughs> of mercury. Yeah, yes. you, ha you had to really get a hazmat suit to put them in the trash can. A lot can. of that's in the landfill now. Yeah, or, or on your kitchen floor when the thing broke in your house. So th this is the irony, and this should be a cautionary tale. When anyone in government is saying to you they're going to create jobs, and if we do this, we'll create jobs, that may be true. Where did the government create jobs when they outlawed the incandescent light bulb? Yeah. Well, in I China, in Taiwan, in <laughs> Vietnam. Read the package. And did they ever get as cheap as the incandescent light bulbs were? 
Heavens no. no. They're like four or five bucks a piece if you get them on sale. Now, the LED bulbs made overseas? Some of are up to $20 a piece for spotlights for safety around your home. Are LED no. bulbs made overseas? Yes, absolutely. Okay. None this in the U.S. The, you know, it, it, the world is full of great intentions. And these, what we as taxpayers, as voters, have got to do is hold these people accountable. They make the promise, and they lower the boom. But they yeah. never deliver on the fix. Ask the Native Americans what you can do with the promises from well, the federal government. I always they like... have a century of that gibberish. Ask African Americans what you can do with the promises from the federal yeah, government. Are, are they, you still no using that? Some people, regardless of your color, are they what still, you can uh, do with the promises from tilling the, federal the forty acres? I still like the words of Ronald Reagan. He said so many things that we should remember, but he said the scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I dread, I dread going on Medicare and coming under the thumb of the federal government. I dread it. I dread it. All right. Thank anyway, you so much. I just want to make this point, my friends. Gotcha. Look at history. Has the federal government delivered on this green job mythology or the state? Show me where the state has been capable, functional in doing this. No. Now, we all know I'm, I am adamantly against the pipelines because they take people's private property. I am adamantly against them. But that doesn't mean that I blindly turn to the next story from, you know, a huckster down in Washington, D.C., because that's also nonsense. All right, Thank we got you. you Thank you so much. One. I like yeah, that word, that. huckster. All right. <laughs> That's what they are. All right, where you see the check mark, begin. All right, Mark, using less oil would be great if there were good, viable alternatives to the market now, but there aren't. So what's the old, the old saying about your nose or cut off your nose off to spite your face? No greenie has yet to explain how planes will fly without fossil fuels. Good point. Or how all the electrical needs will be met with solar. Uh, and wind. Until that happens, we need the free flow of fossil fuel to build the economy to be able to finance the private research on alternatives. All right, yeah, That's a dis- great point. Yep, I don't disagree with any of that. I have... Uh, um the, I have I have said that I think uh, President Biden should create these green jobs. Then, if if uh, you know, and then the market will take care of the old jobs. It's like the coal plant in Shemokin Dam. You know, the government didn't need to step in there, shut that down. The market took care of it and said natural gas is cheaper and better. Even if your billion dollar plant needs to be built, you'll still make money. Uh, planes without fossil fuels? I haven't heard about that. I do not know the answer to that question. I mean, since you directed this text to, to me, uh, what happens when we need the free flow of fossil fuels. Yeah, there's, uh, I, I don't have any problem with uh, continuing because I, and I think, as uh, Cindy pointed out, market market forces and Americans are smart enough to figure this out. All right, we got a great email here, Joe, if you would. Oh, I thought it was break time. Oh, it is. You're right. You're right. We're going to read a great email from one of our great listeners on this great radio show. We have room for another caller, 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we have a few moments left. Speedy dialers only. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Now, we got a great email from a great listener, Joe. She says, my opinion for these unthought-out executive orders by what we call our new president of the United States is this. Joe Biden is merely getting even with President Trump for all the snide remarks that were made by Trump against Biden during the campaign. The executive orders are not well thought out, considering all the citizens of this country who are going to be devastated by his orders. I think he also is getting even with the majority of the citizens who there because there are so many of us who fully supported Donald J. Trump. This man, who is actually a puppet of the radical left, if he continues this behavior, is ruining this country and walking us into poverty. I pray those who support him will wake up and realize what is going on. Biden's actions are as ridiculous as the shift show of today, trying to impeach a person who is no longer in office. People, Democrats, please, please, please get awake to what is going on out there and do whatever can be done to put a stop to this. I cannot believe in this free country there is nothing that can be done. Remember, once we go into poverty level from this from his actions, it will be a long, long, long time before we can pick up our marbles and get out of the game. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I would like to know which of his orders is devastating citizens of this country. Yeah. So that would be good to know. I would say the one that banned the Keystone Pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline. Right. We know that has negative effects. We because not only that, but there are there are absolutely. hundreds of thousands of dollars that the states counted on that fund schools in some places. I can't believe he thought this out. Uh, you know, it just to mm-hmm. me is a knee-jerk reaction. Well, that's what reaction. she's pointing out. Right. right. It's a knee-jerk reaction to the left. He, he had to appease the Green New Dealers. And it's sad because he could have done this in a way that would have eventually well, benefited the country. The other thing, and this is Lawrence's worthless observation, is I just don't think this is an energy policy. This is just an undoing of everything that happened under President Trump, which is fine. You know, that's your prerogative, and it's perfectly legal. But it's undoing an energy policy but I think that President Trump had, what which was making us energy independent. Well, Keystone XL doesn't have anything to do with that. They're completely unrelated. The point being is that if you have a comprehensive energy policy, which President Biden does, and Keystone XL is not part of it, then you should uh, transition to the new jobs before you start. You get rid of the ones. And Keystone XL is like an incidental thing in the U.S. It employs a lot of individuals, but it doesn't specifically help us other than those those good jobs, which is that's very important. No argument there. Just think Warren Buffett owns the railroad, and he's a good Democratic contributor. Well, he's going to benefit say from that's shipping a big, it. Big part of this, so yeah, we'll we'll let that go, or we'll. Uh, I won't. We'll if we're going to talk about George Washington's obelisk, we're going to talk about we'll Warren stipulate Buffett. That that's an important part of it. All right, Lance, you get another moment in time. Go right ahead. Okay. Why? Uh, when all that was going on about the light bulbs and everything, it was a really good article in the Journal 
the reason why they moved was because the stringent environmental laws in this country handling the materials, you know, oh, the didn't exist across the pond where they took their plant. Okay. So, yeah, what they really did was, um, you know, shot themselves in the foot when you think about uh, they're trying to save the environment. What they uh, ultimately did was did worse things to it. Over in China, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Or in Asia, wherever they were uh, being manufactured. I was always, uh, I always thought it was noteworthy when uh, we had some folks that were working with the Bucknell University Small Business Development Center to develop and manufacture, hopefully in the U.S., an important part to a computer that people could use around here and very much in need. But when they had the design finished and they were ready for manufacturing, they couldn't find any manufacturer in the U.S. at any price who would set up a, a, a you know a manufacturing line that would handle this to make thousands of them. They had to go overseas to get that. Nobody in the U.S. would touch it, and it would be a very environmentally friendly situation. Not well, and to you've, you've heard that not the uh, president of the AFL-CIO, Mr. Trumpka, is coming down on Biden. Very disappointed in his policy so far, costing these union jobs. I didn't hear that, but that makes perfect sense. All those pipe fitters and steel workers are union folk. Right, and, and you know, they, they are valuable jobs. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me when you're talking about the unemployment levels in this country. Now, everybody was upset with the job numbers on uh, that came out last Friday. So what sense does it make to add to that? You know, you would think you would be guarding every single job we have now, trying to hang on to them until we can find some way to build up the economy again, get it going, Transition get people back in. Else. Right. Instead of just throwing a bone to the left, everybody, oh, that we can't pass the Green New Deal but we can do this. So what do we have? We now have tens of th- or thousands of people out of work, tens of thousands potentially out of work. And and to what end? What have we gained? What it, what it, why is America better today for having shut down the Keystone Pipeline? The oil's still moving, but now it's moving in tank cars across rail lines. So what do we gain, Mark? Honest. Well, I think you you don't have a gain, a net job gain yet. As I've said, I'll say we it have again. A net gain since, of anything. Since you're not listening, uh, no, we should have what, started what, the new jobs. No, but what what benefit did we get by canceling this? What what benefit today? Well, I think the president feels as though the Keystone XL pipeline isn't part of his long-term energy strategy, and uh, he wanted to make it, you know, that is part of his climate goals. So we'll talk about this tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.